Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan with our weekly UNC football recruiting pod. So, you know, Don, there's not a whole lot of news to talk about in terms of the upcoming game against Western Carolina. So we'll kind of save that to the end. Just as a preview for everyone listening to this, we are going to have tight end commitment Kamari Morales from Florida on in the middle part of this podcast. So everyone stay tuned for that. Uh, Donio, before we kind of dig into this one, though, man, I have to give you a little bit of some good-natured ribbing here. As Uh-oh. everyone knows, Don is a Philadelphia fan. <laughs> they lost to Sherelle McMillan's Cowboys last night. You know, Don, how dejected of a Fly Eagles fly guy are you this morning? Well, to be honest, um, I, I'm not even a huge Eagles fan. Those who know me know I'm a huge Philadelphia Flyers, Philadelphia Phillies. Obviously, I definitely like NFL, but I'm more of the type where, you know, I wake up early in the morning, put on NFL Network, and I'm watching sp- football all the way until last night. What was it? Quarter after 11, oh, and I'm yeah. watching everything. So I'm not this huge fan, I'm not like a live and die by him, but, you know, I definitely have my team with the Flyers and Phillies that I definitely live and die by. I just look forward to a good game. It was a very, very good game that came down to the wire. I hate, well... I guess I shouldn't say I hate because then it allows me to go to bed early. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, like a couple of weeks ago when they had that big Saturday college football uh, day where it was like there was a bunch of games on at 3.30 and you had the Alabama-LSU game on at night. The only game that I felt like that was worth watching was the West Virginia-Texas game. All the rest of them were complete duds, and I planned out my entire Saturday around it, and, you know, it was just uh, disappointing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, it's all right. You know, I, I'm a follower of the Panthers and they absolutely got destroyed Thursday. So this is actually a weekend that, you know, I kind of took it easy and was able to just focus on, you know, the, the small things in life like fantasy football. So, yeah, there you go. Well, that's 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 my thing. So, ah, so yeah, there you go. Nice, man. Well, hey, we actually have some positive news, though, to talk about for this podcast, Don, because UNC finally got its wide receiver commitment to round out this class. It is Jared Means, a three-star wide receiver out of, what, Hampton, Georgia, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, Lovejoy High School. I think Lovejoy High School is technically in Lovejoy, but I think, you know, that general area. Okay, close enough. Right right, right outside of, uh, or I shouldn't say, what. Yeah, not not too far outside of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, when, when I was looking at, at some of Means taped on, you know, what stands out is he does have that length, 6'3". He's listed at 205, so, you know, decent weight there. But, you know, as far as being that kind of taller wide receiver, you've talked about it a bunch over the last few podcasts, man, that that's the type of wide receiver Carolina was looking for to round out this class. So in your opinion, do you think that UNC number one got their guy and then second part, are they done at wide receiver, you think, at this point in time at least? All right, let me answer the second question because that's a little bit quicker. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's a yes and no. As of right now, they're done. But if you notice, there are scholarship offers still out there that are, I guess you can consider them committable. And the thing is, is that um, UNC hasn't exactly decided if they're going to take a fourth or not, and they're leaving that door open. You have guys like Chaffrey Brown. And then also uh, Justin Olson, 
who we're going to run a story on later on this week. It was recently offered that are they're on the board, a couple other guys also. Um, and that's all kind of depending on space and what happens with attrition and everything like that. Going back to your initial question about, or your first question about uh, if Means actually fits that role of the long receiver, and he does. If you watch his film, I mean, he's a guy who is tall, 6'3", long arms, very lanky. So I think um, right now his coordination hasn't completely caught up with him, um, with, with, his, with his size. I think it definitely, if you look at his junior film, when we tried to put together a film uh, last uh, last week that uh, kind of broke down, compared his junior to his senior film. I don't know if I was all that successful in kind of comparing the two. I think people were kind of confused by it. Um, but okay. um, if you do look at his junior film and then look at his senior film, you can see that he's starting to develop that coordination and, and, and becoming much more physical as a as a runner during his senior season. And, and really, that's you know, if you if you look at his timeline as far as scholarship offers. The majority of his offers, well, all of his big-time offers came, I think, in September-ish, late September, early October, including an offer from North Carolina. And a lot of it was just out of respect for the progress that he made during his senior season. He's a guy who, you know, he I don't want to say possession receiver, but he is somewhat of a possession receiver. But he he's not a burner, but because of his long stride, particularly when – it's a straight line sort of route, like a fly route. He just, he gains so much ground so quickly and it doesn't, it, and it's deceiving because of the fact that you know, his legs aren't moving as fast as other people, but they, because they're so long, they're taking up so much more ground than, than, than most other receivers. And he'll blow past a, a, a DB if he's not paying attention. And the other thing too, is that he has great vision. He's able to see the seams in the secondary, hit them hard, take advantage and uh, make a great over the shoulder catch. So, yeah. So I, I think that North Carolina got a guy that fits the mold that they were looking for to, uh, to complete their wide receiver class. And then you mentioned too, that, you know, for Jared, he, he really had kind of that explosion in productivity and he had a bunch of offers coming in. Now, some of those offers, Don, were even from some SEC schools, weren't they? Or, you know, in other words, like how much was he really blowing up, you think, on the more national scale at towards the end of his now senior season? Majority of them were power five offers, but there were some SEC schools mixed in like Tennessee, uh, but you have other programs like West Virginia, who's done a good job of um, finding wide receivers that fit their system. Um, you know, a lot of Big Ten offers are in there. I mean, uh, what what it looks like to me is a lot of schools who, like North Carolina, who um, still had a need at wide receiver and were, instead of just reaching on a guy that was previously on their board, looking out there and seeing who has improved during their senior season. That's one of the things that a negative byproduct of the sped up recruiting calendar that we've talked about a bunch on the podcast is that a lot of these players that if you don't excel during your junior season and have a great junior season, then you really are being put behind the eight ball with uh, recruiting for Mm -hmm. most schools because they're filling out their board. They're filling up their position quota for, for each, uh, um, for each position prior to, their you know, senior season starting. So what you have to kind of rely on if you don't have a great junior season or if you don't play your junior season for an injury or because you're behind a really good um, starter is you got to hope for um, some of these schools 
to have still have that need heading into the fall. And really, it's it's not a huge pool of schools that are in that position. Luckily for um, Means, there's a good, I don't know, like dozen or so Power 5 schools that were interested in him that uh, offered him. And fortunately for UNC, they made a strong impact on him early on. And, uh, I mean, all it really needed was a visit, and that happened a couple weeks ago. You know, he comes home after a couple of days of talking about it with his family, and he commits. So, Don, how do you think Means compares to um, Antoine Green, the wide receiver that UNC got out of Florida last year? Because, you know, Green also was kind of – you described him similarly, where he didn't really necessarily have like that burning, blazing speed, but because he was taller, he had such long legs, you know, he just kind of strode past a lot of, de- of defenders. Do you think that Jared might be kind of a similar type player in that regard? Yeah, that's not a bad comparison. I think the main difference is, is Antoine has a extensive basketball background, and you can see that in his play on the football field. You know, with the leaping, um, with the uh, just you know boxing out, and and that sort of aspect as a receiver. Um, the the name that really kind of pops out to me when I'm just thinking about and this is this is quite a few years back is is Eric Highsmith. Do you remember Eric Highsmith? I, oh, yeah, Highsmith. Yes, from, oof, what was that, 2012? West, uh, I don't know. what I, I can't remember what year. West Craven High School. But he was a guy who didn't have a whole lot of scholarship offers. He wasn't like this, didn't have this unbelievable career for UNC, but it was a solid career. And he was a guy that you can rely on to catch catch a pass. And he had the length to where if you didn't, if you didn't um, respect his vertical speed, uh, you know, he would take advantage of that. I mean, he wasn't a burner also, but he was deceptive with, with his straight line speed. Um, and again, a very good uh, receiver, you know, great hands, great ball skills, uh, and came from a um, a school that uh, threw the ball a lot. So yeah, that, that would be my best comparison, um, even though I'm really kind of dusting off the uh, the memory <laughs> for that one. Gotcha. All right. Well, you know, now that Carolina did land that that commitment on, you know, to me, Jared kind of came out of the blue with that one. Do you personally foresee Carolina picking up any other such kind of out of the blue commitments before the end of the season? I know we're basically only two games away from that. But in these final two weeks, you know, do you think that Carolina could get another surprise commitment or um, should Tar Heel fans kind of just be waiting until December to get their real rest of the recruiting news it really wouldn't surprise me if north carolina that if north carolina received another out of the blue commitment uh unc recently decided that it wanted it definitely wanted a fifth defensive back in this class previously it was tony davis or bus sort of mentality and then obviously tony davis went and committed to duke and then for a while there they i guess decided that they weren't going to take a fifth one and then that that thinking changed, which is why I always say recruiting is fluid. Things change. You know, what I tell you two weeks ago might not be the same thing that I'm going to tell you today. And that's just how the business is. But uh, so, yeah, so UNC sent out a couple of scholarship offers to um, to DBs last week. Garrett Williams, a cornerback committed to uh, Syracuse, who actually visited UNC for the Virginia Tech game. And Darius Gooden, a I guess you could say it a um, a kid who recently just started playing cornerback and just had an unbelievable senior season. He actually leads the state of New Jersey in interceptions, and he too is a guy that schools are starting to take interest in. North Carolina happened to be the first to actually 
take the plunge and offer him a scholarship. And he's a guy that we are going to be running a story on early this week. So definitely check it out. He goes through just when he plans on visiting, what are the chances that he might commit and that sort of stuff in the story that we're going to be posting. All right. Nice. Well, hey, Don, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we will be talking with UNC's tight end commit, Kamari Morales. But until then, we'll go ahead and talk about our friends at Jersey Mike's. And for those listening in, what you need to know is HEALS15, because that is the code that gets you 15% off of your order from Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. You can use that code for online orders at any of the Chapel Hill, Hillsborough, and now the new Chatham County location. That Chatham County location is only 12 minutes away from Chapel Hill, and it's in a great spot for anyone coming to UNC from Larenburg, Pinehurst, Southern Pine, Sanford, or Pittsburgh. So support the IC podcast and thank our guys, Charlie, Clint, and Griffin at Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill for their continued support of Inside Carolina. Now to use that code HEALS15 and get that 15% off, what you need to do is go to jerseymikes.com slash order, or you can even use the Jersey Mike's mobile app. Click the location nearest to you, click order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter HEALS15, and you get that 15% off of your whole order. You get to skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way. Do today, place an online order at one of the five Chapel Hill, Hillsborough, and Chatham County locations. It's a super easy process. Just remember the code HEALS15. And also be on the lookout for Jersey Mike subs inside of Keenan Stadium and with the tailgate guys this fall. So support the IC Podcast and get 15% off of your Jersey Mike's order. It's a win-win. And we are back with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here with Don Callahan. And I am proud to say that we are now joined by Kamari Morales, a tight end commit for UNC's class of 2019. Don, I'm going to let you do the bio intro. So take it away, man. Well, um, Kamari actually committed to UNC right around the freak show, actually on the freak show, but didn't announce it to a couple days later. I'll let Kamari get into that. Three-star tight end. He's a guy that North Carolina identified as uh, their top tight end target for the 2019 class, uh, I guess, during the spring, and were able to secure that verbal commitment after after he actually visited Chapel Hill at the freak show. So I'll, I'll just start there. Kamari, you were actually originally committed to uh, USF and then um, opened things up, you know, explored some options, and then ended up committing to North Carolina. What was kind of, I guess, uh, you know, the process from after you committed, or I'm sorry, after you decommitted from USF and to all the way coming to uh, commit to North Carolina? It got a little hectic. A little hectic. It got stressful at times because, um, you know, I was blessed with the opportunity to have multiple schools coming at me. So um, it could get stressful at times, not knowing what you want to do and that sort. And, talking to a variety of coaches and all of them trying to make you a promise. So, I mean, it got stressful at times. And then Kamari, so I've watched some of, of your film, man. And, you know, I think that catching the ball is definitely a big time strength of yours. You know, when you were deciding between USF and UNC during that time, did you pay attention to like how both teams would use their tight ends in the offense? And, you know, is that something that they were really trying to sell you on? Um, of course. That was a big sell point for them, um, getting a tight end the ball in space. Letting just be athletes and um it's a big reason why I fell in love with um North Carolina. Of course, you know, Eric Ebron's in the lead right now. He had a great game yesterday too, so you know, just that that played a big part. 
Yeah, and with Ebron, like you said, he had three touchdowns the other day. You know, seeing how well he's done in the pros, is that kind of what you can imagine yourself being like, that really true receiving threat, especially when you're matched up against, like, linebackers that you can outrun or safeties that you know, you're just bigger than? Of course, of course. Um, I respect this game a lot, and the things that he's doing, that's what I wish to be able to do at the next level. That's why when I was at the pre-show and he was there, I mean, we had discussions. I was really soaking in everything he had to say and his little pointers, you know, because, you know, he was a North Carolina great, and now he's doing, you know, great in the NFL. So he's definitely a guy I look up to. Now, on the high school level, you're used in a lot of different ways. You even punt, which I find the most fascinating thing, but I don't think you're going to do a whole lot of that for North Carolina. But you, this year, you've thrown touchdown passes. You've obviously caught some. You've ran some in. Can you just explain to the listeners, because your season's still going. You guys won the a playoff game on uh, last Thursday, and we'll play again this coming weekend. So on a typical Friday night, how are you used within your offense? I line up everywhere. Um, it just depends on whatever my offensive coordinator, Coach Thompson, decides to go with. Whether I'm in the backfield, um, attached in the slot or outside, I feel comfortable in all spots. And um, he's comfortable putting me at any place at any point in time. So, you know, just to have his trust in me, you know, it makes me feel even more confident to deliver and do whatever job is asked of. Now, as far as North Carolina is concerned, how have they said they're going to take advantage of your versatility within the offense? Um, I remember when I came up there for the freak show, I remember I was sitting down and I seen some tape. I was sitting down with Coach Scott and um, he showed me some tape of um, how the tight ends are used and, he was telling me about like how Eric Ebron was using some tape or some stuff that he's done, and they were like saying how they want me to be able to do what he was doing. Like he was, he was showing me tape of him. I think he was even getting a jet sweep, and you know they want you know a tight end like me that's athletic enough to you know get jet sweeps, get the ball out the backfield, just find a way to give me the ball no matter where I'm at. When I was doing some research on you recently, one of the most uh... I guess interesting things I found out was that your dad actually works for a football department of a rival school. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And it's a team that you played this year. How is that? What's that game week like? You know, when you knowing that you're going to be going up against uh, your dad's team, which you happen to win this year. We won. We win every year. By the way, throw that out. <laughs> they ain't beat us in twenty some years. So, I mean, so there's not much trash talking from your dad then. No, no, my um, yeah, my dad doesn't care. That's just his place of work. That's where he works. So he honestly doesn't care. I don't know who he wants to win. Of course, he probably wants us to win. He can't say that. But he wants me to go out there and have a great game. He doesn't too much care. He doesn't talk trash. It ain't nothing. I talked to him, but he ain't going to say nothing bad. He doesn't too much care. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, uh, Kamari, so when it did ultimately come down to you selecting the heels, you know, what was kind of the number one factor that you think led into that decision? Honestly, I remember, like, I was – Really close to committing to Ole Miss. I was really, really close. At one point, I thought that's where I was going to end up at Ole Miss. I remember, like, Coach Scott, me and him just started talking. And then, like, I just, like, built a relationship with Coach Scott. You know, just I enjoyed his presence, talking to him. And, you know, just seeing what North Carolina had to offer, really that's just what went into it. Like, seeing what they had to offer and how it could be used. And, you know, a lot of people might not mention this, but just that education is unreal. Mm-hmm. So... That was um that was definitely a big factor. Like, you know, I know something happened to me. I still got a North Carolina degree. I'm going to get a job anywhere. So that's really a big factor, too. And, you know, I felt I can come in there and just make a, an immediate impact. So, yeah. 
Nice. Well, the, what about the uh, the visits to Chapel Hill? You know, Kamari, when you visited for the Virginia Tech game, you know, what was your take on that? Because a night game in Chapel Hill, you know, it was kind of a special environment. What did you think about that? It was great. It was great. The fans were great. Everybody, you know, when I went up there and, you know, I met certain people and I was talking to people, everybody just treated me like family. Like, I felt comfortable everywhere I went. And I didn't even know those people like that. I, you know, just greeted myself to them. And, you know, they treated me like family. And most importantly, they treated my family like family. You know, just, you know, they treated us with utmost respect. And um, it was just a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. I was happy to be a part of the night game and just see how everything is. Now, that game in particular kind of um, is symbolic of UNC's entire season. They played really well. They had several opportunities to beat Virginia Tech, a, a school that's been a thorn in the side of North Carolina for the last few seasons. But they fell short. Uh, what and and you know I don't have to tell you UNC is well, they one in eight now. What are your thoughts on just how the season has gone? I mean, of course I can't tell you how happy about it. You know, it's kind of upsetting at times because you you like just the we've been inconsistent in some aspects, and you know I can't imagine how frustrated that could be. You know, to be on that team as of right now, but honestly, I see it as you know motivation for when I get there, like. That's just going to want to make me drive, like, it's going to put more feel to the fire, like, to when I come up there, just ready to kill. You know, I personally a sore loser. I hate to lose, and I've always been that way. Like, losing has never been a part of me, and I've never been a part of a losing culture. So that makes me even more excited to just, you know, come up there and just be a part of, you know, something like that, you know, get it back on the right track to where it was when they were just in the conference championship. I plan on making that a norm in Chapel Hill, like, like how it is Alabama and Tuscaloosa, that's a norm for them to be in championships. I want to, you know, be on the first team to make that a norm for North Carolina fans. You seem pretty solid with, with your commitment. So, And you talk to a lot of the commits. You guys have a group chat going on. And then also I'm sure you spend a lot of time with guys during that Virginia Tech game. What's kind of the attitude and, I guess, the conversations among the UNC commits as far as, you know, how this season's going? I mean, do you feel like anybody is – about the jump ship or you guys even talk about just what could potentially happen with maybe coaches leaving and all that sort of stuff uh we'll really talk about it as far as coaches leaving but as far as jumping ship i mean we've had one already but i mean it's one of them things like it is what it is i'm type of cat i ain't finna beg you i ain't finna plead you it's either you with us or you ain't come with it or don't i mean but i mean the guys that are there the guys i've been talking to i feel like they're confident you know they're feeling just like me like when we get there, like, this can't be us. We got to get it back to how it used to be and just, you know, be winners. So I definitely feel like we got some guys that's going to come in there from dog attitude and just want to be different. That's good to hear, man. So, hey, as far as you in your personal life, Kamari, you know, what type of uh, video games are you playing right now, man? Are you on this Fortnite craze? you playing something else no, at the moment? No, I don't play no Fortnite no more. I play Madden. I'm a Madden, I'm a Madden guru. Can't nobody beat me. <laughs> nice. Only person, only person that uh, beat me that's a commit is Josh. And when I tell you I was heated, I was heated because he knows <laughs> all the and he know the game cheated me. But it is what it is. I'll play him again. That's Josh Henderson for those who aren't up on the uh, UNC commit list from New Jersey. So I'm assuming you guys are playing online then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We play it on play online. Which team are you playing with, man? You got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jacksonville Jaguars, oh, no. or someone I'm a- else? <laughs> I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. I grew up a Cowboys fan. So okay. Oh, they had a big I mean. win last night. Yes. Yeah. That was. A, yes. Yes. I you know, know how happy I am about that. 
Well, right. and that was actually against uh, Mr. Don Callahan's Philadelphia Eagles, Eric Kamari. So. <laughs> oh, fly, Eagle, fly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm, um, yeah, I'm a big-time Cowboys fan, but, of course, if I get drafted by the Eagles, shoot, fly, Eagle, fly. That's a good way to, to view it, man. So uh, what do you do feel, feel like in your spare time, Kamari? You, um, you know, got like a hangout spot or you and your friends just kind of chill? What's like an average weekend for you? Um, Average weekend, probably hanging out with my teammates. That sort of Our spot, uh, we go to Waffle House a lot. We always end up doing something. Then we end up at Waffle House. That's our spot. Do you know that Waffle House doesn't even close during hurricanes? I just I learned well, this recently. Yeah, it wasn't closed, but the one in Tallahassee, man, they 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 were taxes for everything. That thing was like five dollars for a waffle. They was out there. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem and a little were, high there. They, they were trying to they were trying to take advantage of you know folks being down. That was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and then final question, Kamari. So, how big is it for you guys to kind of finish your high school football season? Like, uh, you guys thinking you know going to go all the way or you know, what's kind of your, your thought process now just for the remainder of your high school career until you do come to Chapel Hill to start your collegiate? I'm trying to win state. I'm trying to I'm trying to win state. That's always been a goal of mine. I've seen state championship teams at my school like 2010. I remember watching it on TV. I remember going to the state championship game in 2012 when it lost to St. Thomas Aquinas. And, you know, that thing hurt me, and I wasn't even, you know, on the team, but, like, I think just witnessing that state championship game, like, made me want to be different, like, made me want to get there. And I know, like, if we get there, we would probably have to play St. Thomas Aquinas again. And, you know, they can recruit. They can get all these big-time athletes, four or five stars. That don't mean nothing to me. I don't care what you is. So I just want to get there so my team can play against them more than likely and we can just show what we got. But, you know, our team, we take it in one week at a time. And, you know, if it's the Lord's will, then we'll be there December 7th. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, Kamari, really appreciate it from here at, at Inside Carolina. And, you know, thank you for talking with us. Uh, I hope the weather is pretty good down there in Florida because right now in, in North Carolina, it's rainy and miserable. It's nice. It's nice. Nice and cool, finally. Well, thank, thanks for doing the uh, podcast with us, uh, Kamari. No problem. No problem. Anytime. We are going to take our next commercial break now and talk about our friends at HeelsTravel.com. They are the easiest way to book travel to big UNC away basketball and football games. Right now, HeelsTravel.com is offering a package to Chicago to see UNC take on Kentucky on December 22nd. It's going to be one of the biggest games of the entire college basketball season, so you do not want to miss it. Visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855. 0060 to book your trip. That package includes nonstop airfare from RDU to Chicago, transportation to and from the airport to the hotel, and a two-night stay at the Chicago Omni. It's a great chance to see your Tar Heels on a huge stage against a great opponent, and you also get to check out a awesome city right around Christmas time. So again, visit heelstravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. And we are back again with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan. So, Don, we just got done talking with Kamari Morales, man. And uh, let me give you my first kind of impression is that oof, Kamari does not lack for some um, confidence now, does he? No, absolutely not. Um, and that's the one thing that stood out to me. I mean, I've talked to him a bunch, you know, obviously off the record, on the record, you know, the past few months. And I never saw that side of him. Obviously, this that conversation that you and I had with him was was much longer. And I think he got I felt like he got more comfortable and was showing more of his, I guess, uh, who he is 
towards the latter portion of the conversation, but uh, you got to love his competitiveness and his, uh, you know, the fact that things actually hurt him when he loses, you know, and the yeah. fact that he admitted that he's a sore loser and, and he not only did he admit to it, but he took a lot of pride in it. And I think that's a, um, a good quality to have in a football player. And uh, I mean, UNC fans have got to love hearing that uh, that sort of kid is, is going to be on the roster next season. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, a, it's a situation, too, where he mentioned, you know, that Eric Ebron is a player that he's actually spoken to. He's gotten some tips from and he sees himself as kind of trying to model his game. And, you know, usually you know, every high school recruit always has the one guy in the pros that they're like, oh, yeah, I try to model my, my game after him. You know, that that's a pretty common thing. I think with Kamari, you know, he kind of really like, you can almost see that that's something that he's got that vision in his head. And he will kind of take it personally if he does not, you know, achieve his dreams and to really reach the NFL. So I think he's going to be a kid, man, that just sounds like he's going to be giving it all uh, to the Tar Heels once he gets on campus. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to actually say the exact thing. I, I mean, I felt like he's all in and there was no, you know, wavering at all. I mean, I, I didn't even, and I probably should have, but I didn't even ask him if he was you know, I guess wavering on his decision and because he's just so convincing in, in everything that he was saying. Um, and so to have a kid that's all in like that and to have the mentality of, okay, if you're not with us, then fine, then go your way and, and good luck to you. But um, I'm only worried about the people who are with us. And, th- and that's just all just a great attitude to have on the team. And I think it's the, the that's the type of uh, mentality you want in the locker room for sure. Well, and it's a very good mentality to have, especially considering that, you know, the team he will be joining Don best case scenario will have three wins. I think realistic scenario, they'll have two wins from the prior season, the current one, 2018. And, you know, that shows that there's going to have to be a change in the culture of that locker room. And that's something that, you know, Mike Ingersoll, EJ Wilson, they've talked about a lot. Taylor Vipolis as well is, you know, coaches can only do so much. You have to have players that really step up, become leaders, take responsibility and hold their teammates accountable, responsible. And it certainly sounds like Kamari is is going to be willing to step up to that. You know, looking again at his profile, we mentioned it just very briefly during the actual uh, interview there. But he is a true receiving tight end. He's about six. He's listed at 6'3", 6'4", 230 pounds. And, you know, to me, I think that that really does show that he has kind of that that size and potentially the body, uh, the, the body build to really, you know, become the all-encompassing type of tight end that Larry Fedora likes to run out. You've studied him a little bit more than I have, Don. You know, what do you think about that? Do you think that he does have kind of that size and, and frame to put on some good weight to be able to not only receive the ball, but also be able to block on running plays as well? Yeah, and the thing that I like so much about him on his on his film is just his versatility. And we talked about that a little bit when when he was on with us. You know, the, the not only the ability to catch the ball, but the ability to block, the ability to run with the ball. I don't expect him to be throwing the ball for North Carolina, but if you <laughs> want him to do that, he he has done it. He's done it in big situations for his high school team. Um, you know, I just you know, and there's always I'm always I always love guys who who punt I don't know why but it's just you know because it's so unrelated to a lot of the other things and if you're able to do that you're a true athlete you know who another recruit that or former recruit 
who I really loved, who also punted for his team. Actually, I could think of two. Do you know? Mm. Can you name either one of them? Let's see. I think Jordan Brown did, didn't he? Jordan Brown did. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but that's a good one because he also played a little bit of quarterback for his team, Uh too. Mm. One was a a quarterback that we had on our podcast a year ago. Jace Ruder. That's right. Jace Jace Ruder. Yeah, he played a bunch on special teams. Who I believe was the best athlete that I've ever seen in person. Mike Hughes did just about everything for his team. Hmm. It probably would have been best being a wide receiver and a DB for Newburn High School, but played quarterback, punted, did all those sort of things, and uh, led his team all the way to the state championship. And if uh, if he wasn't on that team, that team was probably a 500 team or, or worse. Um, but anyway, we don't need to talk about <laughs> former Tar Heels that, that never never reached their full potential as Tar Heels because uh, of off-the-field situations. Yeah. But do, well. uh-huh, go ahead. Do you want to wrap this Wrap this up. Yeah, let's uh, do a little bit of a preview for what Inside Carolina has coming up. You know, the Western Carolina game is this weekend, Don. However, you you can kind of just close this out with this, I guess. And man, honestly, is do you think this is going to be a big recruiting weekend? Because personally, I do not at all. No, it's not. It's it's probably of all the games and and for good reason. And, you know, it's going to be the the lesser as far as uh, attracting recruits. With that said, it's not going to be a wasted weekend. Inside Carolina is actually running a couple stories on newly offered recruits who plan on visiting North Carolina for the game. One actually is going to spend the entire weekend in Chapel Hill. Um, We're running stories on them, or by the time you listen to this, they probably have already ran on Inside Carolina, so I urge everyone to listen to that. Also, um, we uh, we talked about JUCO defensive lineman Ray uh, Vohasek, uh, who UNC offered, I guess, about a month ago. He has set up his UNC official visit, not for this coming weekend, but coming up. Um, we'll have a him kind of preview the um, that visit. There's a bunch of other things also that, uh, that we have posted. I know everyone's kind of down in the dumps and focused on the season, and recruiting is, is something that um, no one's really focused on. But there is there's going to be plenty. You know, Inside Carolina is not taking a break from recruiting coverage. We're going to have... Uh, plenty of stories this entire week, including a breakdown of who's going to be in Chapel Hill this coming weekend. Don, I think you probably take like 10 hours off from recruiting during the entire year. So, you know, I think everyone knew that that, that Inside Carolina was not going to be taking their foot off the gas for this weekend, man. Well, I appreciate the uh, compliment. No worries. All right, that will go ahead and wrap this one up. Don, we will be talking a little bit more next week for the NC State game. I think that one is going to be a very juicy recruiting weekend. So everyone stay tuned for that one. But for now, hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Kamari and also the talk about UNC's latest commitment, Jared Means. For now, though, Don, have a good one, man. Thanks, you too. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now.